of acquiring users uh, while increasing their return on investment. So an AI platform in that sense would be able to um, manage and optimize campaigns uh, in, a, in a fully automated way. Welcome to Optica Talks podcast. In each episode, we discuss hot topics of mobile app market with renowned experts. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Optica Talks podcast. Today we are going to discuss the topic that our industry seems to be obsessed with. We are going to talk about artificial intelligence and mobile marketing, and I'm excited to share our studio with a great expert head of business development at Gamelight, James. Hey James, thank you for being with us today. How are you? Yeah, thank you very much, Ksenia. It's, uh, it's nice to be here, um, and thanks for the invite. Awesome. Uh, could you first please let us know more about your expertise, your background and your career so far? Yes, I can. Uh, it's I, I've had a varied background, I would say, since 2011 working in games. So I would say that's the start of the mobile free-to-play revolution. And since then, I've, I've had roles at different game uh, developers, game publishers, such as Kabam, uh, Outfit7, Huge Games... Uh, Wargaming as well, and uh, more recently a, a little stint into the blockchain and crypto and play-to-own world as well. So I've been uh, sort of across many different uh, verticals and also on the on the ad tech side as well. Now I'm finding myself at Gamelight, um, and I can tell you a bit more about Gamelight in the in the during the podcast. Yeah, so we can learn a lot from you, considering your extensive expertise and experience. Great. So uh, I would like to start our dialogue with a broad overview of the AI in our industry, based on many reports uh, by Statista, by McKinsey. So the artificial intelligence technology market is uh, about to grow exponentially in the upcoming five years. So, and we hear a lot of uh, talks around that. It's really a buzzword. So for now, what role does it take and how uh, has it already revolutionized the user acquisition and the mobile marketing? Yeah, uh, those are good questions. I mean, uh, in terms of the role that AI already has in, in mobile game development, I would say in a very short time, it's um, it's sort of taken a bigger role. Um, and I mean, as as players, you know, we've, I think for a few years now, we've, we've gotten used to um, NPCs and enemies Um, that use AI to make gameplay more challenging and realistic. But AI as a whole, I think, is beginning to really muscle in on many stages of of the game development process. Uh, for example, if we look at game design, you know, we have now AI supporting uh, the creation and an adaptation of, of gameplay mechanics. Also, game testing, you know, the, the use of AI-powered testing systems, uh, machine learning algorithms that can pick up patterns and anomalies in, in huge amounts of user data. Um, we have, you know, game art with the use of, of AI to create um, uh, art um, art assets and, and uh, um, in-game art, and then also programming as well, and, and we'll see where that goes. But I think the area for me that's interesting is marketing and um, how AI, AI is supporting marketing teams already to create uh, written and visual content. Um, now there are tools to analyze uh, user sentiment, uh, improve player feedback loops, etc. Um, and now, of course, it's becoming yeah, possible to to run and optimize uh, ad campaigns, for example, using using AI. So I think it's it's come a long way already. Um, and and there's and there's still a long way to go. I think your other question was about um, how AI is revolutionizing 
user acquisition strategies, right? And it's um, it does offer ways for for teams, for marketing teams, to to automate many processes, uh, and including one of those is is user acquisition. Um, and there's huge potential here for for marketers who, you know, are seeking to constantly seeking to drive down the cost of acquiring users uh, while increasing their return on investment. So an AI platform in that sense would be able to um, manage and optimize campaigns uh, in a in a fully automated way, um, and that means less quicker quicker than a human would be able to, and in less time, uh, obviously um, uh, required. So because um, the AI uh, platform would be able to analyze data and and KPIs and allowing other people, humans, to spend more time working in other areas of, of, uh, of the business as well and using other AI tools to improve things such as creative output uh, and performance. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning, though, that many um, user acquisition teams or user acquisition managers have already kind of got used to fully automated algorithms running campaigns for them you know there's there's uh, this has been happening on on facebook as a as a platform for, for a while so i think the the groundwork is there it's just ai really accelerates that um and inc- and it, and brings much bigger bigger rewards because it's much more um it's much more sort of intelligent than than a a regular rules-based a- algorithm Mm-hmm. And uh, could you please specifically uh, maybe expand on this topic about this um, user acquisition part? So you mentioned that the CPI uh, is growing, so it's quite hard to acquire right users, high quality users, I would say, that could p- uh, potentially uh, bring and contribute to the revenue of the apps. And again, considering the pro privacy era so with a lot of uh, restrictions i mean data restrictions and personal data restrictions so uh what role of the ai uh, do we see here what tools exactly can help us to uh, optimize uh, the ad campaigns and maximize the return on investments and uh, expand app revenue yeah i think um this is a sort of really important part and uh, obviously it's a it's a it's a big part of the, uh, the overall goals of, of um, user acquisition teams in terms of identifying and targeting high-value users for their for their mobile apps. Um, AI, I think, can can play a significant role in in doing that. Uh, there are certain areas I think where um, it can work a lot faster and uh, smarter. So, for example, um, user profiling. Uh, analyzing user data to to create detailed profiles, um, which are able to identify high value users based on on behavior and, and preferences. Um, also, some form of predictive analytics. Uh, so, so being able to predict uh, future high value users by uh, analyzing patterns in data, enabling uh, therefore, then targeted marketing efforts. I think that's something that um, you know a machine would would be much more effective at, uh, and humans not not so because um, it's a lot of a lot of data and a lot of uh, factors that need to come together to be able to make those kind of predictions. Um, also, I think in terms of um, personalized recommendations, so an AI tool or an AI platform being able to make individualized 
suggestions to to users based on on their preferences. Um, this will all this the aim of all of this is to to um, in, in providing personalized recommendations is to increase engagement and and then encourage high value. Uh, behaviors uh, and then therefore uh, following that um, the ability to offer dynamic pricing and offers so AI being able to optimize pricing strategies and personalized offers based on on the user data um, and, and and therefore attracting and retaining high value users um, uh, what else so customer segmentation so in terms of um, segmenting users into groups for targeted marketing campaigns uh, and and personalized communication. Um, also, then further down the line, churn prediction and retention, um, being able to predict user churn and and enable proactive measures to to retain high value users through certain interventions and and tailored offers, dynamic pricing, etc. So overall, I think AI offers very powerful or will offer very powerful tools and techniques to to identify and target uh, and engage high value users for mobile apps. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. So yeah, you just uh, mentioned, you've mentioned several times that uh, AI is smarter here, machine learning is uh, better there, but is there a place for humanity for user uh, acquisition managers? So do we have uh, this hope or we are doomed? No, I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously a big concern. So in, when we talk about AI in general, I think it's, um, it's um, you know, a, a concern that comes up. Will this take our jobs? You know, where are our jobs going from here? And we don't really, we don't really know. I mean, overall, I think if AI can take over some tasks, then it allows um, humans to, to take on other tasks and do more in other areas. So I don't think, um, uh, and this is probably the answer you hear a lot, uh, and no one knows, but um, I think it just will allow us to do a lot more uh, and can have a lot more um, in terms of productivity um, rather than taking over completely um, in the future. Mm-hmm. So you are on the positive side. So concerning this yeah, issue. You have to be, you have to be. Okay. Uh, so yeah. if we narrow down our discussion to Gamelight and the, your products, so you have several ones and uh, could you first uh, explain as more specifically how AI algorithms in your mobile games uh, recommendation platform work? So what is that? And based on what data you can provide these recommendations and how can it enhance actually the gaming experience? Sure. Yeah, I, I can go into a bit of that, but I think some background first, or at least some some um, a requirement. I think that is is necessary in in everything that, that we do, and I think in every uh, AI um, uh, tool going forward is is having access to to as much data as possible. This is crucial. So, um, you know, in our case. Uh, we have um, uh, our own uh, our own users and we our own platform, our, our own game recommendation platform, and um, we're able to access data such as uh, device specifications, user demographics, events within the game, retention and purchase data, etc. Um, so this is important so that machine learning can take place. Um, and these kinds. So your clients, uh, sorry, yes, for interrupting. Yeah. So just. To make it clear, your clients give your give you this permission to uh, operate with this data. So I can tell you a bit a bit about how GameLight and how our game recommendation platform works. Yeah, so GameLight is a, a, a rewarded marketing platform offering 
user acquisition services exclusively to mobile game publishers. So um, this means that um, through our innovative, through our game recommendation uh, platform, we engage with users with a user base consisting entirely of direct and exclusive gaming users who share their app usage data with us. So yes, we ask them to share, first of all, their um, their app usage data. They have to change the settings on their device. And then we also ask them certain certain information about themselves. That's our user. So that's our data. This is first party data. And then we're able to analyze uh, multiple user data points, um, such as the demographics, their app usage data, device data, and and also engagement and retention data to to better understand their gaming preferences. So before any before any of our advertisers are you know um, sharing any um, any specific KPIs with us, we're able to put a profile together of each of our users, and therefore. Um, be able to better recommend them um, uh, our advertisers games mm-hmm. so uh, can you give us an example of this recommendation for it like how will it look like yeah so basically um, our our machine learning algorithms I guess utilize this this information to to create comprehensive user profiles as I mentioned and then this allows us to deliver uh, personalized game recommendations tailored to each individual's preferences. So um, on on GameLight, for example, we have a game recommendation platform, and this uh, is, is where someone goes to discover new games um, and then also to become, to get rewarded for playing those games. So we would then identify specific games that align with each of our users' specific interests and their gaming history uh, and their user behavior and their app usage data. And the, the, we recommend them games to basically improve their overall gaming experience and also to bring um, high value uh, users uh, and, and high engaged, highly engaged and retained users to our advertisers' uh, games. That's how, that's how it, it works. Mm-hmm. And uh, could you name some successful cases without naming the publishers or the application? So how the results were improved based on these recommendations? Yeah, I mean, already we're seeing, you know, uh, huge, um, amazing results from switching to from our our rules-based algorithm to, a, to an AI algorithm. We're seeing like up to... Four point four and a half times higher uh, average revenue per user. We're seeing uh, ROAS goals being met um, sometimes twice as fast as they would be previously. So the AI algorithm is is working in a, a completely dynamic way, as opposed to our a regular uh, rules based algorithm, which which works on a sort of process uh, specific flow. So uh, AI, AI algorithm is able to work much faster, analyzing lots of lots more data and making more informed decisions per user per game um, based on that predictive model. So basically the combination of user and game is, is different each time and it's dynamic and the results of that are much better um, high value users uh, and these goals of our advertisers are being reached much much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned also roles, uh, and uh, I saw on your website that you also have these algorithms around roles. So it, how is it different from the recommendation part? Um, yeah, so obviously the recommendation part is is um, is driven by an AI algorithm that is obviously the end goal of that is to increase the uh, the quality of the user and therefore the 
the ROAS uh, that we deliver. So it's a key KPI for advertisers. And um, just for anyone who doesn't know, so ROAS is, means return on ad spend. It's a measurement of revenue earned for each dollar spent on advertising. So it's measured as a, as a percentage of ad spend returned on a certain day after the game is installed. So day one, day seven, day 14, etc. cetera. Um, our AI algorithm is, as I mentioned, working dynamically on a, on a per user and per game basis. So it's analyzing and identifying which games would be the best fit for each user and then recommending the games that each user will most likely enjoy playing and engaging with long term, um, which we, we also serve as a, a, a loyalty platform to users, reminding them to play the game, to engage with it and to help them earn various rewards within our platform for doing that. So these approaches, this, 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 this works together and to ensure, as I mentioned, a very high return to partners. So you get much um, more valuable players. Um, and um, yeah, that ensures the, that um, it, we find the right user um, and take right actions to keep them engaged. So that, that's all, that's the end goal is, 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 uh, is ROAS and providing bringing the highest value users and highest engaged users to to our advertisers mm -hmm. uh okay so our dialogue is a pos has a positive vibe so but if we uh tackle the ai issue from a negative angle so what challenges what risks should mobile marketers uh take into account uh while using uh, and applying the ai tools are there any pitfalls well, I mean, I guess we, we kind of covered some of some of these, you know, yeah, AI concerns one. earlier, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can talk, we can talk more about that. But I think that for us, the biggest challenge is really that the sort of um, the trust in, in uh, the AI algorithm to to do to do what it's promising, right? So the biggest challenge we face among mobile marketers is, is kind of explaining to them that um, there's no one rule that fits for every user. We don't say, you know, um, we are we are um, taking user data and turning it into this for this. It's more like the AI algorithm is is learning and improving as it goes. So, um, as I mentioned, it's it's dynamic and it makes individual decisions for each user. So it's hard to explain sort of what the, those what if questions that we get, and there are a lot of those because everyone wants to understand it everyone wants to th wants to think um they can control you know and and have a uh be uh, you know even even do it better themselves so um as i mentioned the algorithm is driven by the goal of maximizing revenue or or revenue per user or roas uh, and will constantly analyze data and user patterns to achieve better results so there, there isn't we always say to advertisers there's you have to trust the algorithm to deliver and you'll see the results um, it's all about trying to influence the results with you know unnecessary or restrictive targeting on our platform you can target you can target with um, you know gender country operating system um, or sorry OS OS version um, but when AI is running it's it's best just not to have any of that targeting and not to restrict the the algorithm so the results of that then once there's always always an uncertainty among advertisers and and uh, our our clients as to like well what how does it work how does it do it but what follows when when that trust is placed in it is is uh, is amazement at how much better the, the delivered results are in comparison with what they've seen before or what they uh, what they would expect 
So I think that's the that's a big kind of um, not I wouldn't say it's a risk, but it's more like a a challenge for us, you know, to to um, build that trust or to to um, earn that trust from our advertisers. Mm-hmm. Because we are not used to uh, trust in machines, so we'd rather trust the real person behind uh, the product. Yes, that's a real challenge, I guess. Uh, okay, and are there any ethical implications of uh, using AI? Well, I mean, yeah, we, we've again, we've we've sort of discussed, you know, what effect and impact this has. Yeah. Um, but aside from those usual ethical concerns and and concerns about that impact, I would say. Um, Um, while we are kind of striving to bring uh, efficiencies to mobile marketing, we are aware of the of that concern, you know, in, in terms of the the, the, the job um, of humans um, being able to to for AI to be able to do the job of humans much better, and that, and that's true. But um, I guess um, as I as I said before, if if humans, um, you know, if AI can do a job better than humans, then it allows humans to um, increase output elsewhere to focus on other things I think that's 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 that goes with all areas of game development as we mentioned earlier you know that it just it doesn't sort of replace jobs it just frees up um, uh, time for uh, to, uh, for us to focus on other areas yeah okay so uh, thank you for all the insights so I don't have uh, any more questions so we will all follow I guess the development of AI and in our industry and I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about once we meet in person so at any of the conferences hopefully so uh, please follow Gamelight and the blog section to gain more knowledge around the AI and the trends so James it's been a pleasure to host you today in our virtual studio and tackle such a hot topic today thank you very much thank you for having me it was very interesting and I look forward to seeing people at the uh, at the upcoming events and you guys too to find out more about Aptica and its products please visit the website aptica.com do not miss the next episodes by following us on Spotify Apple Podcast or any other major platforms we would appreciate your feedback to make our podcast even more insightful for the industry thank you for listening